We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making this part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday. Last Sunday without NFL football for about five, six months. The season is back. We are almost there. We've got, at this point, we've got, what, five days until the NFL season kicks off. Football is back. I am back after being off for a couple of weeks. Um, Gage, it is great to be back with you. Um, I, I, I will be honest, I have been so busy, I haven't listened to any of the podcasts, so I don't know if you and Jimmy or if anyone mentioned why I've been gone uh, over the past couple of weeks. If you haven't, and if you didn't know, I recently became a dad for the very first time, so I've been dealing with my uh, wonderful son, who, as Gage and I were talking about before the show, um, we kind of agreed that all babies look like potatoes, and it just depends on, you know, if you think your potato is the best potato. I, I love my son, but he doesn't do anything right now. He, he sits there, Gage, and he kind of stares off into space a little bit. He sleeps a lot. A lot of poopy diapers, which um, being dad, I get to take care of almost all of those. Um, so that's fun. But uh, yeah, I've been away for a couple of weeks. Uh, glad to be back. And um, Gage, I mean, football's right around the corner. I mean, and even beyond that, I mean, we've got a full weekend of college football. You know, yesterday you had the the normal full slate of Saturday games. We've got a couple today, and I even believe there's some tomorrow on Labor Day. So um, football is truly back. The NFL just a few days away, but um, Gage, just you know, kind of real quick, are you uh, are you a college football person? Do you watch a lot of college football? Or are you not as much into that? You know, I paid attention to the fact that IU is 1-0 on the season and Purdue is not uh, 1-0 on the season. I love to see that as a uh, IU grad. Um, I did not subject myself to the pain that was the Iowa game yesterday. For those that did not pay attention to it, um, the final score of the game was 7-3. to three. That is the, That is a full 
four four quarters. That's not like a game that got called after 20 minutes. That's that was a full four quarter game. For the highest scoring unit on the day was the Iowa the Iowa defense who had two safeties. Yep. Yeah, that was that was bad. I didn't subject myself to that. I paid attention to a little bit of college football today, and then as we're recording this at six forty five now, uh, the biggest game of the day is obviously Ohio State Notre Dame. That uh, I will probably be paying attention to that here uh, in about an hour or so. But I've paid attention to college football. I'm ready for the NFL season to be back. And as I said uh, before we got on air, congratulations on you becoming a dad to your very own potato that is your favorite potato in the world. Um, I'm glad to have you back. I think we mentioned it on last week's episode. I know a couple weeks ago, I t- we all took three took the week off because I didn't have anybody to fill in for you guys. But last week we mentioned it. We had uh, Todd Barney actually filled in uh, as our third oh. guest last week. So it was a, it was a good time. Uh, oh we're, boy. I, we're I'm glad I'm to be back this week. I'm surprised Andy's still letting us do the show after inviting Todd on. Um, <laughs> it went well. I thought, I thought it went well. Andy didn't have anything negative to say about us. If he did, he didn't send any emails to me. So I'm, so we must be doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Well, yeah, it's, it's good to be back. And um, yeah, that Iowa game, I was convinced gauge for the longest time for the longest time. The score is five to three. And I was convinced that that game was going to end with South Dakota State kicking a field goal at the end of the game to win six to five. I was. You have no idea. The- you have no idea how much I wish that would have happened. I, no, I, 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 was I, totally don't even, I don't even. I don't even dislike Iowa. I don't. But mm-hmm. the amount of joy I would have experienced from Iowa or from South Dakota State winning six to five would have just that would have made my entire month. I like. I wouldn't have needed to watch football for the rest for the next month. Because that would have been <laughs> hilarious. That would have been hysterical. There's nothing I love more than just like a little bit of chaos and things just not going quite according to plan. Iowa was 14 and a half point favorites this morning. They were within 10 minutes, they had become nine and a half point favorites. I'm not sure what it closed at, but that's a lot of movement for 10 minutes for those of you that are not in the betting world. That's a lot. Lines don't move five points in 10 minutes. That doesn't happen. So, I wish that they would have done that before Jimmy Garoppolo's extension had gotten, had gotten worked out. I was hoping and tweeted about how I wish that Brady would have just decided to retire again. And then the bucks would have traded for Garoppolo and then Garoppolo would have ended up replacing Brady in the first place. So everything would have come full circle from like, I don't want him to be here. He's going to replace me in new England. He gets traded away. And then he, if he had replaced him in Tampa, I would have just, I would have giggled like a schoolgirl. It would have been hilarious to me. So, yeah, no, I wish that would have happened. Unfortunately, South Dakota State comes up a little bit short. Those of you that have over seven and a half uh, Iowa wins this season, good luck. Yeah, good luck indeed. So, uh, well, it's great to have football back just in general, um, you know, whether it's college or professional. I'm much more excited for the NFL than college football, but I mean, you know, I I will I am an equal opportunity consumer, so I will consume just whatever is on the TV, provided that it's at least relatively entertaining. So, uh, but let's uh, gauge. Let's talk about the Packers here. So we are now a full week away from Packers Vikings in Minnesota, Week One, um, and you know, it's it's this is one of those times right now that. You know, it's kind of the quiet before the season starts. You know, we've we've got the the roster right now is for the most part set. The practice squad is set. And you're just, you know, again, you're just kind of hoping, you know, right now is 
again, no news is good news right now, in my opinion, leading up to week one. So um, we've got a week to go here, and we thought it might just be interesting, you know, now that rosters are set around the NFL, practice squads are set, um, we thought it might be just, you know, fun to just kind of go through and pick one player still out there in free agency that we think, you know, could potentially be a good target for the Packers, you know, heading into the season to maybe shore up some depth um, uh, or, you know, apply a little bit of competition or just, you know, some some type of benefit from one free agent still out there. Um, and Gage, I will go first. I, I was looking at a couple of different guys out there. Um, the first guy I was going to originally pick was, you know, kind of the one that we've all been waiting for Green Bay to do for, it feels like three years now, uh, which is Will Fuller. But I decided not to go with him just because realistically, if I feel like if at this point, if Green Bay is going to keep three, seven wide receivers and three of them are rookies, like I don't feel like Green Bay is realistically going to go out and add another wide receiver unless there's an injury. Um, and so the, the place that I went with instead just seems a little bit more realistic, even though I don't think Green Bay will end up doing it. I think, I mean, for, for both of our picks here, I, I think Green Bay is pretty um, solidified with their roster right now, provided that there's no injuries. But, um, you know, we've talked about it before on the podcast. Um, Eric Fisher's still out there. Uh, and I went with that just because it seems like as much as everybody says that, you know, the wide receiver room is a, you know, a question mark, you know, after losing Devante, you know, it seems thin. There's a lot of unproven talent there. You know, offensive line is still with with Bakhtiari uncertain for week one, Elton Jenkins uncertain for week one. And I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, keeping Aaron Rodgers upright is probably the most important thing out there. You know, as I've said before, you know, as much as losing Devontae Adams hurts, Green Bay has won 13 games in their last three seasons because Aaron Rodgers has been the quarterback, not because Devontae Adams has been the wide receiver. Devontae Adams being there helps, but you're winning 13 games because Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. So keeping him upright, keeping him protected, keeping him healthy is, you know, job number one. And, you know, with those injuries to Jenkins and Bakhtiari, you know, adding some extra offensive line depth there, especially at that tackle position, to me would seem to, if you were going to spend any type of money to add some depth, um, it would seem to certainly make a lot of sense. So I went with Eric Fisher. I know you went with the defensive side of the ball. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Eric Fisher, thoughts? I mean, it. it you know, again, I don't think that Green Bay is going to do anything at this point, but he certainly could be you know, useful in at least the first couple of weeks while they're trying to figure out the offensive line room. Yeah, I don't think it would be the worst decision. I, like you said, I definitely, I went with the defensive side of the ball and we'll get to the guy that I uh, ultimately went with here in a minute, but Green Bay has 10 offensive linemen on the active roster right now. Two of those are Dave Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, who, as you said, status currently up in the air for week one. After that, you have Yosh Nijman and Jake Hansen are your only veterans that are non-starters you're three so three of your five backups are rookies and then you have jake hansen who you picked up a couple years ago yosh nijman who showed some promise last a lot of promise last year uh and then you have royce newman who had an up and down rookie season josh myers your starting center had dealt with some injuries and then john runyon who looked great last year and i think definitely has earned his starting spot 
but it is a young room. And Eric Fisher is a veteran. He's got a Super Bowl win under his belt. He played last season with the Colts, played well. Um, he main reason he's not on a team right now is probably just he doesn't want to be a one on one. That's probably the only reason I cannot. I'd be stunned if there was no team that approached him this offseason. And like, there's no one that was willing to throw some money at him. So my guess is he's waiting on the right spot. Also in regards to Will Fuller, since he's not on a team and he's still young, he's younger than uh, Fisher. I wouldn't be surprised if he's waiting on a team to get an injury at wide receiver and to maybe come offer him some in, big in-season money. Plus he didn't have to go through training camp doing this. So he might be like working out privately just so that way he's in shape. And so when a team does come calling, he can step right in. I yeah. think Fisher's where I would go, though. I think tackle and uh, tackle and uh, offensive line depth is always a good spot, especially when you have a, a offensive line room like Green Bay does, where Elton and Royce can both play guard or tackle, and then Meyer and then Runyon has played, I think, both guard spots at one point or another, if I'm not mistaken. Yosh has played both tackle spots, and I think he could kick in a guard if needed. Zach Tom has done well. I think he's played tackle and guard this pre this preseason. So you have a lot of versatility. Having another tackle who has made Pro Bowls has won, has made it to the big on the biggest stage has played on the biggest stage wouldn't be the worst thing to add. Um, you only have six point nine million if you're Green Bay, so it's not a ton of money. But I don't think that Fisher, if he did come, like if Green Bay went to him, I don't think that they would be like unable to sign him. I don't think that he would be that expensive because he's made enough money in his career. My guess is he would just be willing to take a cheaper deal uh, at this point. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
Yeah, and it's interesting. You said waiting for the right team. I've been. I was looking at an article here um, that it was reported by Edward or ESPN that apparently he's turned down nine offers already from teams around the league. And this was this article was as of August thirty first. So I mean, pretty uh, you know, pretty recent. So it looks like he's going to be selective, and he'll probably want to you know sign with a team that has a shot at the at the playoffs and. Um, you have to wonder too, though, if you know, as far as realistic, if he would look at Green Bay and maybe turn him down, not because he couldn't make a difference, but ultimately, you know, he's, he's not going to be a starter. Well, right, he's not going to be a starter, and even if he is, the, you know, if he if he plays in place of Bakhtiari for a couple of weeks, you know, he would know that that deal is all right. Well, you're really only playing until Bakhtiari can, you know, come back, and at that point, is that something that he wants to do? So, um, certainly something interesting. Again. I don't think that it's something they'll do, but uh, it, offensive line would just be the, the the route that I would go personally at this point. So, uh, but Gage, what about you? Where did you? Uh, where were you looking at for a free agent that could potentially potentially uh, help this Packers team going into the season? So I had a couple of options. My first choice was going to be Tayshon Gibson, which uh, for those that don't know who that is, he's a veteran safety. He's been around the league for about a decade now. Played the last two seasons with, with the Bears. Has played he played in san francisco for a few years he he's played in uh cleveland i believe as well he's been all over the place they just signed rudy ford the other day so i don't think that safety is room they're looking to add to although i think that it would be wise to possibly still look at a veteran safety i just i don't love the room they have right now you have rudy ford uh dallin levitt and then Tariq carpenter as your three backups to amos and savage I don't have a ton of faith in those guys. I think Carpenter is mostly a special teams guy at this point. Um, I don't know much about Levitt, Levitt, uh, and then Ford is another guy that I think is going to be mostly a special teamer. I think if you can go get Gibson, I don't think that's a bad move at all. He's a veteran safety. He can play in coverage. He can also play down in the box if you need him to. You're going you're gonna to try and put multiple safeties on the field. Having him out there wouldn't be the worst thing. Now, I could be foolish, and maybe they're going to put Shamar Gene Charles or Russell Douglas back there as their third safety. But, and then in that case, I think you need to go get more corner depth. But anyway, ultimately who I ended up going with is D Ford. D Ford was released by the 49ers right near the end of uh, July. Um, he only played 9.8% of the snaps last year, ultimately finished his season on IR uh, with a back injury. He's 31. He, he's, he is on the older side. He has dealt with injuries each of the last three seasons, which you don't love. Um, also he's probably most notable for jumping off sides against the Patriots in the playoffs and more or less costing the chiefs a chance at uh, super at the super bowl. I think the guy still got something. And plus in green Bay, he wouldn't be a starter for you. He'd be your fourth or fifth edge rusher. That's okay. I'm okay with having him be my fourth or fifth edge rusher. Hey, guess what? It's a passing situation. Come in and rush the passer. You got to play 15, 10, 15 snaps a game, max. That's it. And you're going to bring him in as just a pass rusher. He's not going to be in to set the edge. He's not going to come in to like try and cover. He just has to come in and rush the passer, but rush the passer. And I think he can do that. I think that you have an, like, I think that you can find a way to bring him on the roster. Um, that he's just a guy that's at least he's been there before. And behind Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, who are both great in their own right, behind them you have Jonathan Garvin, Tipa Galea, and Kingsley Anigbare, which 
Kingsley is a rookie, played very well in the preseason, but he's still a rookie. We haven't seen him play in the actual season yet. And then between Tipa and Jonathan, haven't seen like anything consistent out of either one of them through to this point in their career. And they've both been around for a couple of years now. This will be their, I believe, both of their third seasons. There, I think that Green Bay could afford to add edge depth because as we've seen uh, in the most recent Super Bowl with the Rams, having multiple guys that can come rush the passers a win. As we saw with the Bucks, they had edge rushers constantly coming. They had three primary guys, but they had even more coming off the bench. They just having more edge rushers matters, especially when you by the end of the year when you don't want these guys to get worn down. And if you are just, hey, Rashawn, Preston, you guys are going to have to play a lot of snaps every single week because we don't have anybody that can take your spots. That's going to wear those guys out sooner rather than later. And I'd rather it be January and you spent a little bit of money right before the end of right before the season started to bring a guy in just to eat up snaps. Even if that's all D4 does is eat up 10 to 15 snaps every game. That's 10 to 15 snaps that you're not just bashing some like one of your two star edge rushers into a wall. And that can add up over the course of a year. So D Ford's ultimately where I went. If he's healthy, which I think that he is, he only played for 7 million last year. I think that you're going to get him much cheaper than that. And he just, he can eat up snaps. Plus he's played within like a Shanahan and Demik like Shanahan system, like team. So he under, he'll understand the environment there. Um, there's other edge rushers available, but that is probably where I would lean right now, just because I think Ford can still offer something. JPP was out there, played 52% of snaps last year, but at 33, he dealt with injuries last year. I don't think that's going to stop happening. And so that's why I kind of uh, passed over him. Yeah. And, you know, I, I tend to agree. That's another position. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I want to be careful how I say it, but it, it would feel like D Ford would almost kind of be a little bit like, uh, what Whitney Merciless was uh, supposed to be for the Packers last year in the sense that, you know, like you said, you come in, rush, rush the passer for 10, 15 snaps, and then it also gives you some of that proven depth in the sense that if Preston Smith or Rashawn Gary would have to miss a game or two here or there, you're not just going down to one kind of premier pass rusher where D4 could come in and, you know, if it was two or three games that he's, you know, playing a majority of the snaps – you know, you're okay with that because, you know, he's done it before. I mean, you probably don't want him on a consistent basis doing that, but to fill in for, you know, a handful of games, if one of those guys gets hurt and has to miss a few games, that's, you know, exactly what you're looking for. Um, so, and as you said, there, especially in the league now today, it's, it's such a passing league. The more pass rushers you can have, the better. I mean, Everybody was excited last year going into the playoffs that Green Bay was going to have Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, and Whitney Merciless. Like that was that was very exciting to go into that game. And I mean, ultimately, with the way that game turned out, who knows how much of a difference it made? But you felt good, you know, with those four guys. You're just like, great. Good luck blocking that. Along with, you know, having Kenny Clark then on the inside. So just having that depth, uh, being able to get after the quarterback, it's the way the league's going now. So, you know, the way you should build your team, get a quarterback, get somebody to protect that quarterback, and then get somebody to get after the opposing team's quarterback. So edge rusher, um, yeah, I would think that it would be a, a good fit for Green Bay as well, uh, just adding more more proven depth to that to that outside linebacker room. So, um, well, Gage, uh, 
today, real quick show. I mean, we we are f- probably for the first time with us anyway, keeping to that motto of 20 minutes a day. We are looks like we're at just over 21 minutes. So um, real quick to wrap up. I mean, season's just a week away. Any final thoughts and um, on the Packers right now, how they're looking? And if you just kind of want to plug anything that you're doing and we'll wrap up the show here. Uh, I think this Packers team has the potential to do what we've thought for the last few years. I think Green Bay can still win it all. I don't care if everybody says, oh, well, you don't have Devontae Adams, so that means you can't win. All right, cool. As I've said before on this podcast, uh, Devontae Adams has never won a Super Bowl, and other teams have won the Super Bowl despite that. So you clearly don't necessarily need Devontae Adams to win it. That's not a shot at him to say he's not great. He's fantastic. I think he is one of, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL. I think that the defense is great. I think the offensive line, once fully healthy and everybody's fully back, I think will be one of the best units in football this year. And I think they're currently being slept on. I think everybody focuses on Philly and all these other and all these other elite units and they're look overlooking a Green Bay unit that I think can be really, really good this year. There's a lot of talent on this roster and we're gonna see it in full effect uh here in less than a week and in a week at this point. Um and we'll be able to preview that next game because as we record on Saturday, we get to preview all the games. It's kind of fun for me. I like the fact that I get to preview the team every single week. I don't gotta do a recap. So I get to have optimism going into each week's episode, which is always fun. Uh but as always, you can find all of my work on my Twitter at Gbridge for the NFL. I recently stepped away from Dynasty Nerds. Uh, just wasn't something I was passionate about, and I wanted to give somebody else uh, the opportunity to write in my stead. Uh, still doing coverage for the Nuggets over on Denver Stiffs, as well as uh, Roto Baller stuff. We'll be having two articles a week coming uh, over with them. Links to that will come out on my Twitter. They'll be out on Fridays and Saturdays. Um, that's all I got for you. And uh, I may or may not be doing fantasy football advice on Sundays. Again, I've done that for the last few years. There's a chance that that continues. All right. Awesome. Well, and you know, Gage, I'm right there with you with this Packers team. I mean, ultimately at this point, as far as right now, the way that everything, you know, kind of is landing in the NFC, it's Green Bay, it's Tampa Bay, and it's the Rams. And, you know, that's that's kind of the extent of the NFC as of right now. Now there's I mean, even doubts about the Rams because Stafford's dealing with a shoulder injury, well, an elbow right. injury. But uh, you still got to give them their due being Super Bowl champions. But I mean, the the point is, as of right now, as of today, there's a lot of season left. But I mean, you got you kind of got a three team race right now in the NFC, and so maybe you throw San Francisco in there, but that's a maybe for me right now. So uh, I agree with you. I think this this Green Bay team. Again, they got to get some breaks. You know, you got to play the entire season, but I'm right there with you. I think this team is poised to make another run. So, um, well, with that being said, everybody, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. We are one week away from Packers Vikings at this point. We are four days away from the start of the NFL, NFL season. Football is back, everyone. We made it. It's been a long six months through the desert, but it is here and Man, I'm all for it. The next 17, 18, 19, 20 weeks are going to be great. So with that being said, thank you everybody so much for listening. And as always, Go Pack Go!